Yo, 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 baby, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here in the studio, looking over my notes, looking at my books. Hell yeah, getting ready, dude. It's, yeah, we're, later this week is the MLS Super Draft. So I uh, wanted to get on to do an episode about that. Uh, I know it's it's not really a big deal, and I don't think it's going ever going to be a big deal. It's like some leftover stuff from, from wait days back. Um, but yeah, but there's still pl- players can be found from there. You know, you can still find a good. Uh, yeah, you can find players. That's that's all there is to it. Uh, and. Yeah, a couple of notes, a couple of things happen, not Quakes related, Major League Soccer related, but there are other teams. I was thinking about that. I was like, fuck, should I? And I was like, fuck it, dude. There's other teams. Um, I'm sure people that listen would care about other teams or want to know about the other teams or what's going on. This is That's what I'm trying to do here is, is tell them, follow the league. The league's cool. There's other stuff going on other than the Quakes tripping over themselves all the fucking time. So anyway, um, yeah, let's let's get into that real quick. There's just a couple of head coach head coach signings, really. Um, this one was was already kind of old, but I haven't brought it up. But uh, Galaxy signed Greg Vanny from Toronto, or he used to be at Toronto FC. Yeah, again, anyone that knows Toronto FC is one of the bigger clubs. Greg Vanny's well known name in in Major League Soccer. And yeah, that's again good signing, good signing, good coach going to a you know a team with a, a lot of history. And that's that's actually what I wanted to. It's strange, I know I'm a Quakes fan and it's Galaxy and I talk hella shit and yeah, fuck them and all that. Uh, but I thought it was pretty interesting and pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty cool that I think it was mostly Ned and Donovan, which again, as a Quakes fan, really hurts. But he was kind of publicly calling out, like, hey, this is a team that, this is one of the marquee teams. You know, this is the LA Galaxy. You can't just, this team can't be bad, pretty much. Like, this isn't one of those teams that can be bad. They have to be good all the time. And it's kind of embarrassing the way that they're floundering. But that's what they fucking get, dude. That That's also, like, anyway. Anyway, I'm not going to go on a tangent. I'm not going to say why I think Landon Donovan is wrong there. I don't give a fuck. He's doing what he's supposed to. But, uh, yeah, that's what you get for going from fucking superstar to superstar is basically what I'm trying to get at. And, but I thought it was pretty cool, you know. Here we are, you know, 20 whatever, 25 years into the league. And, you know, a team that, and it's not really floundering. It's not the Galaxy was like, so poorly managed that it was you know in danger of going under it's just you know there's peaks and valleys to to clubs and galaxy's going through a rough spot but i i thought it again 10 years ago nobody would be calling out publicly teams like this and it, it wouldn't really have an effect if they did or as big an effect nobody would really hear about it so it was interesting to be like, hey man, this is, again, this is like if the Yankees went on a on a multi year losing. I'm trying to think like, are they? I mean, the Yankees are. I mean, right? Yankees have two or three bad seasons, and then 
everybody says this is the Yankees. You can't fucking do this, and everybody gets fired, and and they they fix things. That's there are just teams like that in American sports, and um yeah, and, and again, it was interesting to to hear that major league soccer has its own like that now and it makes sense it makes sense and and like i said i know i talk all this shit whatever but galaxy is is a, and i've said it before I, I i've said it before and i know i'm the obviously the biggest fucking homer as i sit here in my own studio doing a podcast just about this team but the, the san jose earthquakes are also that I, i'm again i'm looking at the flag it, it says san jose 1974 like this this really it and it's not just like some emotional thing. Oh, there was a San Jose earthquakes just one year or something like, no, that shit went from 1974 to like 1989, I believe was the last time they fucking played. And then from, so yeah. So then you had that gap 89 and 96, which yeah, six years, but you had the world cup in between. And so, yeah, so the quakes are also one of those, those teams. So that, that's also why I do this podcast and why I know, I am a big homer, but why I feel that it's it's worth it. It's like, dude, this is one of the old teams. This is one of the originals. Yeah, there's a couple year gap when you know they got moved down to Houston, but this is still that team that traces itself all the way back to 1974. Fucking George Best played on the fucking team. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um. So anyway, it's pretty cool, I guess, as a fan of the league, to see somebody calling out and and publicly shaming essentially the 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 team or the front office or the ownership group i don't know how you would say it but to say hey this is this ain't that's gonna be a dick i was gonna say this ain't the colorado rapids you know <laughs> sorry colorado whoever man fuck it colorado gets the short end of the stick but yeah it's, it's like come on this ain't colorado you can't just Fuck around 4,000 feet away in the, in the Rockies. Like, this is L.A. This is L.A. This is it's glamorous. The team, obviously, those fucking fans, love, they love to fuck shit up when, they, when their team wins championships. They don't even know who won. Uh, they, like, we have a hockey team? The hockey team wins the Stanley Cup, and that's when they find out they have a hockey team. Um, so, anyway, Greg Vanny should be, should be good. I mean, solid signing. Solid signing. Toronto, Toronto's, you know, I'm sure they're somewhat a bunch of criticism as there always is going to be, but he's going to make them better. And yeah, it's going to make the rivalry better. Quakes, Galaxy matches, they're always entertaining, but they're much more entertaining when both teams are really into it and really want to win. And well, speaking of Toronto FC, who obviously had a, a spot with Vanny leaving. They signed Chris Armas from New York Red Bulls. How about that? You know, another dude, Chris Armas is that dude's got MLS in his blood and great. Again, good name. New York Red Bulls part of the, again, they're part of that Red Bull organization, literally the, the energy drink thing. So, that one's kind of interesting because they obviously have their like thought process. They have the big team in Germany and and they have all these teams around the world and they all seem kind of to do similar type things to try to feed into the big team in Germany. So I don't know what, how creative you can get as a, as a manager or head coach, whatever. 
Uh, so, so yeah. So good on Chris Armas. He gets to go to Toronto. Good team that needs a could use a, a little revamp. Could use a little charge and. I'm sure he's excited to be like, fuck yeah, I don't have to deal with this fucking energy drink company no more. Let's do it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. That's two good teams, one that's been struggling more than the other, but they they just got better. Uh also, dude, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool, obviously, because it makes the Quakes fucking road easier. Jordan Morris looks like he's about to head over to to Wales. I was going to try to do a Welsh accent, but I don't know how the fuck they sound. Um, but, yeah, going to Swansea, Swansea City, uh, in the championship, the second division of English soccer, currently in second place behind Norwich. Norwich? Nor- the, the Canaries? I think they're called the Canaries. I saw them. They played the Quakes once. Norwich did. At at uh, Buckshaw, it was pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. Like, oh wow, international team, huh? They're playing the Canaries. But Jordan Morris, no, again, he's you know, it's so weird. You think he's like twenty six or twenty seven? So oh, he's older, you know. But yeah, obviously he's not like gonna keep. You know, he this is this is basically like his shot to go prove that he can play in Europe and that he can contribute. And yeah, it's a loan against Swansea's in second. I'm sure they're, I, I think they're four or five points behind Norwich or the Canaries, whatever they call themselves. Sorry, you green and yellow freaking weirdos. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they're trying to battle, try to get that first place spot to, to bring Morris in on loan. Um, yeah, dude, those defenders in the championship, you better you better stretch your legs. Um, but again, anyway, it's just good good luck to Morris. He's always been, I mean, he's solid contract. I mean, he's obviously well known in MLS. There's no you know just look up Jordan Morris if you're not sure. But he's him in Seattle are just the class of the league and. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what he can do out there once again because it's only good for Major League Soccer if he succeeds or or does well. It's going to show that, yeah, look, this is a competitive league that can produce players that are ready to play in higher higher stakes matches, which is dope because then it's just going to attract more players, which is then going to elevate the skill in itself and then it's just it's gonna be fucking cool um yeah it's exciting it's exciting i know people talk shit oh it's not league i mackies it's still boring compared to premier league and all that fuck yeah dude it's it's years away years away from ever even trying to sniff something like that but it is so such an entertaining product right now and still relatively cheap but anyway, Jordan Morris, good luck again. Just makes it simple for simpler for the Quakes. Without Jordan Morris, less chance of fucking some dude putting a three spot in there. But it, it's it's Seattle. It's Seattle. It's 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 interesting because it, you know even if because I don't think it's a for sure deal. But even if it does happen, it's not like oh shit 
oh shit, Seattle has a big hole to fill, which they do. Don't get me wrong. They have a big hole to fill, but it's Seattle. It's just next guy up. It's next guy up. It's not a bit. It's everybody is going to be, it's just a happy thing. Yeah. Move on. Cool. We got your spot filled. You're on loan. When you're, you know, when you're ready to come back, come back. If you fucking love Wales, I think has similar. I don't know how similar the weather is to uh, Seattle, but hey, I don't know. Maybe you want to make that your home. But Seattle ain't gonna ain't gonna. They're not gonna miss a beat. They're still gonna be one of the best teams in the West and one of the best teams in Major League Soccer, while losing a a very key piece of their team. That's fucking amazing. Come on, everybody should be paying attention to that. They're they're currently the New England Patriots of Major League Soccer. But anyway, let's talk the draft. Bum, 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 bottom. I don't know why I did the NFL thing, but well, because I get that's like the only sport that that's the big deal, right? Like every that's I'm sure this is where the super draft. It's even called a super draft. They're trying to make it sound so cool. Um, because the NFL draft is the biggest deal. NBA, I know, still a pretty decent deal. Hockey, baseball, not really. Uh, but yeah, NFL draft is a big deal, and I'm sure it makes a ton of fucking money. So it makes sense to want to hype it up. Soccer just doesn't fucking work that way. It's just it just doesn't. And this is where I love. I mean, I love. I guess is a bit of a strong word, but I, I like that Major League Soccer realizes that they're not forcing that no it must be the super draft so again at this point the super draft it, it, i don't know just an, an appendage from days past but then again it's still a, a, you can still find some players there so i don't know if it'll ever really go away but it's not a big deal it's not really as big deal as they would like it to be um as academies as homegrown things start maturing uh getting a 23 year old out of maryland it, it, yeah good luck on you you know uh but that being said you could still you you that does not mean that you should you know that it's completely forgettable and people shouldn't be paying attention um uh, nick lima was not he's a homegrown player but he he played four years at cal uh jackson yule i believe is came out of the super draft you know you can no he didn't no that's wrong <laughs> I'm pretty, actually let me look that up i'm pretty sure he's a homegrown too but or did he no yeah he played for ucla let's see how they yeah okay never mind jackson yule Jackson Ewell came from the Super Draft. There you go. Boom. Super Draft, you've been vindicated. So basically you can you can find players. It's it's you're not gonna find your next superstar, but you can you can definitely find depth. Like I was just speaking of Seattle's depth. You can definitely find some really good depth in the super draft. Um the San Jose Earthquakes unfortunately are not the Seattle Sounders, so they can they can probably find a, a starter or at least somebody that can a, a really strong sub and so i'm like fuck how do you do and i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like, like 
I'm some MLS nerd. I'm not fucking Matt Doyle or some shit. Analyzing shit, have boards everywhere, fucking string connecting theories. Like, nah. Um, I, I mean, I did do research, of course, but so I'm like, how how can I easily, you know, work through all all these players? Because the the league released the league; these are the eligible players for the draft. Was, I mean, it's not like 80 players, but it's not ginormous. But it's still like, well, how the fuck? I'm not gonna go through every single one of these dudes. University of New Hampshire doesn't have that good of information, you know. So. I'm like, what do the Quakes need? The Quakes obviously need a goal-scoring threat. Mm, the chances of you getting a really strong goal-scoring threat, uh, you know, out of the Super Draft, I doubt it. Frankie Amaya is, I mean, the dude's, I think he's more of an assist guy than, than a goal-scoring threat, but that dude was legit, and he came out of there, so it's not impossible, but... I don't know. It doesn't look like this draft. But I'm thinking what you can get is a solid defender. Defender, as as fucked up as it is, not, no, not trying to disrespect defenders like there's some fucking meatheads or some shit, but you can really get some more closer to MLS-ready players, defensive players, I think. Especially, again, if they come they come from, from playing four months a year to Matias Almeida's system... They're gonna fucking they're gonna blow a gasket. So I think a defender is something that the the Quakes can probably find. So I was like, all right, let me narrow it down. Let me look at these defenders, defensive mids, see what's there. And um, so yeah, not only did I do my own research again, soccer by Ives is and MLSsoccer.com. Great resources. Those motherfuckers love their shit. They do a bunch of the things. So anyway, um, like, so the Quakes have the 12th pick in the first and second rounds. Yeah, not too high, not not top 10. But uh, some players should, should be able to, to go down there. And, well, this is, you know, the first player I got to bring up because he's a local guy. And I don't know. Maybe there's gen- gentlemen's agreements. Or something in back back rooms, but the Nabi Kibanguchi, Kibanguchi Nabi, I'm sure it's Nabi Nabi Kibanguchi, center back UC Davis, dude's six three. He's um again played for Davis David Davis's defense 2019 because obviously they didn't play 2020 I mean it depends I, I the the website their website says 0.63 I also saw 0.66 goals against average either way it's yeah it, it was the fifth best in in the nation and what I really like and this is this was a big thing to me again. If in my little metric of what made a player good to me, if you scored a, a header, you were fucking got a hell of hell of more points for me. But anyway, but Nabby uh, did score in 2019. He scored a, a, a header or uh, against Sac State. I don't know. Again, why? Wow, I sounded like I almost cried. I feel so so happy for Nabby. But he so he scored with his, his head, which the Quakes have had problems. Oh my God! The Quakes can get cor- the way that they play with uh, you know Espinosa coming off the edge, 
and and trying to fling the ball and they get so many corners they get so many corners but the quakes don't have a fucking threat in the box they don't have this really big dude um it, it really it just didn't work out with with grom kashia you know it looked like it, i thought it was going to be him it looked like it was going to be him it didn't really seem to work out um but but kevin gucci here has scored um with his head but the thing is Again, he went to Davis, so he's not, you know, it's not among soccer circles, I guess it, it's known, but it doesn't have this big sexy name. But he's good enough, and again, this is according to SBI, Soccer by Lives, that he, he you know, they have him at number five. So the, the Quakes are 12. So they, you know, this he may be so good that they might not be there. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if there's some kind of gentleman's agreement. If, again, if the owners call each other, general managers, Fiorinelli calling like, yo, I know this is a big dude, but this guy, he's local to us. You know, we've been watching him. We think we could develop him. And I don't know, we'll kick you some gam or tam or ram or jam or lamb. I don't know. Ooh, I'll take some lamb. Um, so yeah, so uh, you know, that's the first one I'm looking at. Nabi Kim and Gucci there. It, it, would he be available? I don't know. Um, another one that may not be available. I mean, <laughs> they're not. There's not that many really good ones. So I mean, so it's going to be a, a big competition. Is I guess is what I'm trying to say. But um, again, I, I have a Josh Bauer. Defender, University of New Hampshire. Sorry for New Hampshire talking shit about you, but um, so also another one that that looks like he's good at. I mean, they literally got SBI right here, but it says uh, very good in the air. And then you read some of his game notes in this, and I'm like, fuck, okay, this guy. Yeah, again, he's a tough guy, and and he can beat people. Um, up there six two, not as not as. Oh, I mean six one, six one six two. It's hard. I, everybody everybody has different things. So the University of New Hampshire's website has him at six one. Played, you know, started sixty matches, led the team in minutes twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. You know, again, this is sixty matches, <laughs> sixty matches over his whole career. Um, ten goals, ten assists, and. He was already last season. He was already projected to be a pretty high draft pick. Decided to to play another year. Um, bad decision. <laughs> I mean, come on. He couldn't have predicted that. He couldn't have predicted that. But this is another guy, uh, Josh Bauer from New Hampshire. Six six one six two. You know, again, not not the tallest guy, but decently tall. And he, he, he can give. He can be that that scoring threat. He can be that threat in the air. There's also um, this guy. So again, those those first two, they're more center backs. You know, they're really tall. They're, but one thing that a big piece that was lost was Nick Lima. I know that doesn't really seem like much yet i don't i don't think 
I don't think many fans took it lightly, but Nick Lima was one of those just just a pretty key piece. So I think finding a replacement for him is gonna is gonna be key. And my pick, the one person I saw here is um, Ben DeRosa from University of Maryland, 5'10", 165, played 1,700 minutes. That's, um, again, he's at 165, but the first three years he's been, he was listed at 171. So those six pounds that have been lost from his senior year, I'm like, fuck, dude, is that like, you know, fitness? You know, so he might be fitter than, than he has been. National champion in 2018, uh, played in that Sporting Kansas City had like a little camp combine little deal in I think November, early December, something like that. He was part of that. Not only was he part of that, he he went there with I believe at least two other, if not three other Maryland players, including his twin, because his twin brother is also available. He's ranked a lot a lot lower. But by by sheer luck of the draw, because you know they have this com they have this combine in uh, Sporting Kansas City has this combine, they split the people up into whatever four teams. For some fucking reason, three out of the f- the four players from Maryland that went there all got put on the same fucking squad. So it's Ben DeRosa, his twin brother, and one other player. Fuck, I forget his name. I should have wrote that dude's name down. But those, I'm like, dude, those guys got a chance to shine. Because I mean, I'm reading the article, and they're like, dude, we we fucking our chemistry was on point. <laughs> like, it was good. We fucking stood out because you know we knew how we played. So I'm just like, fuck, dude. I wonder this if this dude you know gave a better impression at that camp because of uh, you know he had his brother and another teammate on his team. But anyway, this is to me that's this is the dude from looking at, at everybody. Um he's he'd be a good candidate to, to find you know to cover Nick Lima's spot. Um he he seems to be, you know, this really fast guy. Uh Almeida Almeida says it, Almeida loves to say it, todos juegan, todos corren, or todos corren, todos juegan. Huh? You know, I think it's todos corren, todos juegan. But he likes players that like to run and he likes players that are fast and Ben DeRosa fits both of those things. Um, but, and also another person that might potentially could fit there in uh, Nick Lima's gap is uh, Brett Halsey from another right back from the university of Virginia. He's a generation Adidas player. I mean, so this dude, Brett Halsey may not be available. Another, another guy, you know, cause it's, um, for those not aware, Generation Adidas is a deal, obviously, Major League Soccer has with Adidas that says these players are exceptional and we would like them to have the best opportunity. So, because the starting salary is fucking like seven, you know, I don't know what it is, 50, 50 something, 70,000. I don't know. It's pretty low. So they're like, all right, you could pay these guys more and it doesn't count against your salary. So you can get a really good player that doesn't count against the cap. And right now, again, and this is where it takes some a fucking mathematician to to successfully run a major league soccer roster. But if you can do it, fuck, dude, you 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 have an advantage. So the San Jose Earthquakes right now have a lot of cap space because a lot of contracts they didn't 
fulfill or they didn't pick up. And if you pick up a Generation Adidas player, you you don't take a hit on that. So if you can get a Generation Adidas player that's going to contribute minutes this first year, because, again, you have Almeida this season, maybe one more season. And and who knows after that? But but if it, this needs to produce now, you went to the first round of the playoffs. You played a team to the very edge. Now we we need more. It need you know. And so if you can get a player like a Brett Halsey, like you know, one, I mean, some of the other ones are forward. But you get a generation Adidas player. You don't take a salary cap hit. You still have that space, so you can bring in another everyday starter. You add depth to your squad, and and it's not depth, you know, it's not. Um, and again, not 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 disrespecting Emi Ochoa by any means at all, but a fifteen year old's not going to be playing on the senior roster anytime soon. That's a long term project. But if you can get a 22, 23 year old that's ready to go, that can contribute some minutes, and not count against the salary salary cap you really got to look at that so brett halsey i think would be a good one um five nine not very fast according to to the reports there that i read um but he's very technical he's very technical again i'm thinking espinoza is your speed so espinoza up the wing making defenses chase him and then you, you get a player like a Halsey and and you give him the ball and then he's the one that could I don't know I don't know that's uh, the, the not being very fast is the one that I'm like fuck I don't know we'll see I don't know what the scouts route rate him but um well speaking of local people just like keep on Gucci, um, like well, all right. Well, if you're gonna, if you got a running a running back, if, if you got, <laughs> if you got a right back from Cal, why not replace him with a right back from fucking Stanford? You know, the old rivalry switcheroo. So there's a guy Logan Panchot Pancho, uh, also right back from Stanford. Converted midfielder, but if you, re- I mean, he just did an interview last week, a couple of weeks ago, uh, with the Stanford newspaper, and he was like, "No, I'm my skills are suited to the right back. I'm I'm a right back, you know. That's my that's my spot. He's supposed to be a really good passer, and that's I'm like, fuck, this is the, another dude, five ten, one sixty. You know, an inch taller than the Nick Lima. What was Nick Lima's weight? I don't know what they had him. Um, but another guy that looks like he can come in and contribute. Nick Lima was one seventy six, much heavier. He was a really stout dude. But Logan Pancho, Panchot. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm saying your name wrong. St. Louis, Missouri. Again, he's a local guy. So these Pancho and and Kevin Gucci, I'm just like just because one went to Davis, one went to Stanford. I'm assuming the Quakes had better opportunities to scout these guys, you know, with you know. So 
so yeah, so if they're available, I would think you know that that's who. That's who. Well, you know, some one of those guys. I'm I'm not saying these guys are, are going to be the replacements. Oh, also, dude, Justin, Justin Malou. Let me see what he actually is. Justin Malou is. Um, He's from Clemson. 5'11, 175, you know, not the biggest guy. But I can't remember if they had him at right back. He takes up an international slot, but the Quakes have an international slot. But that again Justin Malou, not not the tallest one of the of the can I I believe he's a the center back is how they have him listed. My guy, my this is my freaking my sleeper dude. That I saw him on nobody's list, but um, Sandra Norheim, Syracuse University, 6'4", 186. The dude's fucking ginormous. Um, twenty three years old. He's and this is another dude again. I was talking about scoring from set pieces. This guy's. There are multiple articles of him scoring on set pieces. I'm not saying he's a specialist, but I think there's at least three goals that I counted that he he scored on set pieces. Um, Played seven matches for Norway's U18s way back in the day. Tied tied for third in goals at four at center back. This guy is, yeah, Sandra Norheim. I, I, there was, I believe there was even another Syracuse guy on, on Talker by Ives list, but I, I didn't see anybody. Again, I, he must not. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know these players. I'm just googling their names and reading articles about them and trying to form opinions. Like, who, who the fuck are they? But this Sandra Norheim guy against six four one eighty six. Another guy that could definitely fill that defensive holes that the, the that defense struggled a lot last season. Imagine if if they could give up even if they give up ten less goals, even if they give up half a dozen less goals, your goal differential is so much different. Your your points are so much different that let your opponent. Would have been different. And so. So yeah. So there it is. What do you guys think? Did I get it right? Will the Quake sign any of those guys? Are any of those guys ever going to be. MLS caliber players. We'll see. On the 21st. San Jose Earthquakes have the 12th pick. In the first and second round. Go through this a couple times. I try to keep. uh, Try to keep in. in, uh, Get on track. But. That's a lot. That's a lot to go through. A lot of players. And that was only defenders. Again, that was only defensive type minded players. So I don't know. Maybe they'll go with a forward. I think defense is better go. What do you think? Let me know. I'll make a post of this on Instagram, of course. Let me know what you think. Am I right? Who did they sign? Catch y'all next week. Peace.